Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. D Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, I have always, as always, the brothers, John Lane, Trey Ely, and Michael Robinson. We lost Jay Hill today. First off, what's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Yeah. What's What's going on? You said we lost John, like, you know. I lost Jay Jay, Hill. Jay, Jay. Jay. Jay Hill was having a bit of uh, technical difficulties in his house. You know, in oh, his in, house, in my house, like I have too many people in my house. In my house, <laughs> that's the thing. That's why yeah. I'm in the car. Yeah, it, that's why Mike is in the car because he can't be in his house. In his house, I, I can be in my. <laughs> this is a choice. I'm voluntarily in my car. That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit in the car in the parking lot where they do a podcast, <laughs> it's like I chose to be here. <laughs> it's like, right, yeah. anyway, this is the, this is the podcast where we're musicians and artists who love to talk sports, and we talk we talk sports and stats and all that stuff. So let's see. It's a lot of stuff that's happened this week and last week. Let's just get right into it. Uh, with the NFL, the Washington football team, have a, they have a quarterback that is under a lot of scrutiny. Uh, scrutiny. I said scrutiny. Scrutiny. Uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> scrutiny and scrutiny. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne Haskins, he's, he's, uh, He's going under, you know. He, we all know that he's he's having his struggles. And Coach Rivera went on, um, in one of a couple of publications and said that, you know, he will pull the plug if he needs to, if if he doesn't show and prove. So I want to get you guys take, um, Trey, John, and Micah uh, on what needs to be done for him to turn it around, and if there's anything that could could be done for him to turn around. We we'll start with Trey. Um, you know, first thing I want to say is, um, you know. For those who haven't listened to me before, you guys know my admiration for Coach Rivera. Uh, you know, I really do like Coach Rivera as a, you know, as a man and as a coach. I think he's really good. Um, he hasn't been here long enough to kind of evaluate his tenure here. But, you know, overall, I like him. So the thing is, for me, uh, with this situation, I feel like uh, Rivera inherited a mess. I mean, that's an understatement. We all know that. But specifically to this quarterback situation, he inherited a mess because, um, you know, they threw Haskins out there last year the way they did. And so um, he had to make a decision that he felt was best for the team going forward. And what I mean by that is that I feel like Haskins, um, if somebody like Rivera or anybody would it would, had the opportunity to evaluate him earlier and make decisions on him earlier, they would have gotten a veteran 
and start a veteran and let Haskins sit and develop because Haskins needs to work on some fundamental type of things. He needs to get just better at playing the position of quarterback, not preparing for games and not doing what a starting quarterback has to worry about all week long. Um, So um, considering that he was the starting quarterback for the, like the, the, the more than half of last season, I guess Rivera was like, you know, you know, choosing someone else other than him to start would be like benching him. So that would probably be a bad move. So he was in a tough spot with that. But I think starting fresh, what I would have really liked to see is to see um, Haskins get developed first before he got thrown out on the field because he's just not ready. Um, And unfortunately, you don't get a whole bunch of chances at that position in this league. So I don't know what that – we don't know what that's going to mean for him ultimately, but I I think that that hurts – his chances and opportunity to be, you know, a star quarterback because no one is able to give him the attention he needs to grow. They need to get him ready for the next game. Uh, right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how you recover from that. It'll be interesting to see how this staff handles him. If they can find, I think that they're trying to find an excuse to bench him or something so that they can kind of course correct this, but I don't know how, how you know, how they're going to do that. But he needs to study. He need more than he needs to get out there and lead. Well, you know, um, so. before, before I pass it to, I think we'll go Washington football team, Cowboys, Washington football team in terms of teams and answering the questions since we got a Cowboy fan on today. Um, but, <laughs> I, I think, Trey, you hit on something that I've been saying off the air and in our chat group that also the Cowboy fan isn't in because he doesn't have an iPhone as well. Boo! Free <laughs> thinker, man. It's a beautiful way to live life. <laughs> but I've been saying this time and time again. These quarterbacks are thrown into these programs or these NFL programs that are coming from college programs that aren't ready to play NFL quarterback. They're not ready to be QB1s. And you're not developing quarterback. You're expecting these guys to kind of come in and already kind of know how to read defenses. There aren't a lot of Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jacksons or, you know, Russell Wilsons that are coming into the league kind of ready or ready made or coming from programs that have been built. They've been built to be these type of quarterbacks. So, you know, it's not, it's, a, it's an unfair thing. He should be sitting for three to four years. I agree with you. I think he should be sitting for a couple of years and just studying. Um, John, oh, no, I said, I said uh, Washington football team, Cowboys, Washington football team. So, Micah, your, your take. Yeah, so um, this might surprise you, but in addition to being a Cowboys fan, I'm also a football fan. So to keep it to keep it real and objective, not surprised, actually, not surprised. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually kind of agree with Trey. Uh, to be honest, I think that uh, to to take a really big idea and make it real small, it's a bit of a conspiracy theory. So here's the deal: Ron Rivera inherited a mess. I agree. Um, he he got. You know, his brand new job with Dwayne Haskins, who really, I think everybody knows, including him, isn't ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. However, he was already the guy. He was drafted high last year. He's a big deal among, you know, among the fans, among the staff. So you can't, it's a bad political move to just not play him. I also think that it does, it's not for nothing that one of Ron Rivera's first signings after he got that job as head coach was to go get Kyle Allen who is who he won some games with, you know, the, the previous year and who actually looked pretty decent. So my sort of loose conspiracy theory is I think Rivera was looking at like a win-win situation of like, 
hey, I think I really want to give my guy a job, but I can't get Dwayne out. Let me put Dwayne out there first. That mm-hmm. way, if he is who I think he is and he plays himself out of the situation, I can put my guy in without having a quarterback controversy. Because if he'd have chosen Kyle Allen as the starter in the first place, then he's got a controversy on his hands. And everybody, you know, in the first interception that Kyle Allen throws, it's like, yo, what about Dwayne? So now he won't have that issue whenever he hands the, the reins to the guy who he probably ultimately really believes in. And as shady as that kind of sounds, Dennis, to your point, um, I don't really think he's wrong for doing that. I think that's just the climate. Like, you know, Dwayne came from, from Ohio State, which is a big-name school, but quite frankly, he really wasn't all that nice there. He was kind of living off of the name of the school and other players, other really dope players that are still proven to be dope that were around him, and J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin, all of them guys. And so now here he is in the league, and, you know, let's be honest, if Ron Rivera has like three bomb seasons, and by bomb I mean bad bomb, not good bomb, y'all are going to want him out of there. Because that's just the that's just the way we roll now. So he really can't afford to give Dwayne those developmental years. He's got to do something that can help him secure his job, like right now. I agree. Uh, I think I think you hit on a lot of good points. Like he he comes from a good program, but he wasn't that great at the program, you know. And he hasn't had the chance to develop a collegiate level or on a pro level. They just draft. He, he no. got drafted really high, and but he's not going to get it. Yeah, he's not. He's not going unless not gonna he sits. And and, but nobody is that. I, I think we have to. I agree with you guys that that would be fair. But I think if we have to adjust to the reality of the climate, that's just not how it goes anymore. Because all know. of these jobs, as a coach, when you get hired, like unless you John Gruden with that ten year deal from the Raiders, yo, you got like two and a half years to really turn your thing around. And if you don't, people gonna start looking at you. So we don't yeah. have time for developmental quarterbacks after the draft, especially not when you're seeing certain people who are coming out of certain programs and wink, wink, they're not coming out of the bigger programs succeed off break. Like Russell Wilson, like Pat Mahomes, like even Justin Herbert looks way better than Tyrod Taylor in, in two weeks of playing, you know? So. And those guys also had a chance to play too. They had, they had a chance to play in college. So they, they had a chance to develop their games you know, and then it's it's just, it's just, it's just sad. It's a sad thing. Uh, John, your take. So very, very good points by Trey and, and Micah. Uh, very good points. And, but I would also like to add, and this is probably going to ruffle Trey's feathers, but Uh-oh. one of the things that most of us forget is that Dwayne Haskins is a Dan Snyder pick, much like RJ. <laughs> hey, I wish I had a bomb. <laughs> you can see, Trey, see Trey's face. <laughs> We all forget that. Like, Jake no, does guys. not want to draft Jakaris. Jakaris. So let me correct you really quick. It didn't ruffle my feathers. It just triggered me because I okay. agree with you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Triggered, though. I just thought hearing Dan Snyder's name would, would make you, you Triggered. Know, like, make, make you twi- have a twitch. Snyder, Snyder. Yeah. Twitch in your eye. <laughs> Um, Dwayne Haskins was not wanted by Jay Gruden. He was not wanted by the coaching staff, the offensive coaching staff in Washington. Nobody wanted Dwayne Haskins. So when he came here, nobody wanted to play him because, and this is the only thing that I will ever agree with Jay Gruden on, is that Dwayne Haskins did not show any sort of professional football uh, mechanics. 
and that the way that you are going to have to teach wait, him. Wait, did you just call him Tebow? Sorry, sorry. No, no, because he did Tebow, not. That's different. No, Tebow that had got wins. Yes, that's Tebow different. took, but took Tebow's mechanics. Yeah, that's but why he, he got cut. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a difference. There's a difference. His Tebow's mechanics were unconventional. Dwayne Haskins doesn't have proper professional football mechanics. Period. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So he doesn't. Dwayne doesn't know how to use his legs. T- Tim Tebow knows how to use his legs. Oh, yeah. uh, Haskins is very inaccurate. Tebow was slightly inaccurate, and that's why he used his legs most of the time. So anyway, my point being is that um, everybody. This was all transparent. Like everybody could see that Dwayne Haskins needed a ton of work. And one season monitoring quarterbacks was not going to be enough for this guy to really understand what he needed to fix. They are literally fixing his feet, telling him how he needs to step, telling him which foot steps over what other foot, how far apart his feet need to be, how much he has to put, uh, how much pressure he needs to put on his front leg when he throws because he's always throwing on his back leg. He's got defensive linemen on the team telling him, stop staring down the receivers or else you're going to sleep. It's on record. So this is another Dan Snyder botch. If Dan Snyder would stay out of it and let the people do their job, we wouldn't have this quarterback situation. So I understand Trey's point. But I am at the point now where I agree with Ron Rivera. And I think this kid just doesn't have it now. And the Washington football team fans are, they're at their limit right now. They're fed up. They're ready to move on. They want, they want to have something that they can look forward to. And there hasn't been anything to look forward to for a very long time. We had Alex Smith. Everyone thought, oh, okay, maybe this could work. And then we went, what was it? We went, um, we were like four and two or something like that before he got injured. Yeah. And it was like back to square one. He was balling so, too. And it, we haven't had anything positive since 2012. So the fans are speaking up. The coaches are speaking up. And I'm all, I'm all for Ron Rivera. If Ron Rivera, who's a professional head coach, took his team to the Super Bowl, can, can look at a quarterback and say, this kid needs more work. And my backup quarterback right now, even though he's – more than more than decent, I'm putting him in. I mean, I heard Jason Lockham Four on the Junkies today say that Ron Rivera is making the big, biggest mistake of his life trying to bench Dwayne Haskins because his whole narrative is you're benching Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen. And the Junkies' point was, no, we're benching Dwayne Haskins for someone who's not Dwayne Haskins. So no matter who, what type of quarterback Kyle Allen is, it's not Dwayne Haskins, and I think that's what everybody's point is. So that's my two cents. So wait, but so to just put a button on this, I guess. Do you all think that Dwayne Haskins is not the future of this franchise, which is what he was brought in to be? I do not. So, so let me not. jump in there. So yeah, I, I right now I do not. Um, however, what I was going to ask, I was to ask a follow up question to, I mean everybody, but John. Do you like, like, do you think it's possible to, for Rivera to bench a guy like that and then work on him and bring him back and when he's ready? Or is it, or can I, did they now, already screw it up? Can I answer that one? Yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Why, why would you bring him back unless Kyle Allen turns out to be trash? 
which you're hoping, which as both as a coach and as a fan, I'm assuming you're hoping he's not. I, th- the I only, think I thought my assumption was we were going to go to the draft and, and redo this whole thing. That's what I was going to say. I think in their mind right now, what they're thinking about is the draft because we haven't been able to draft a proper quarterback since 2012. And that yeah. got botched. And even that was Dan Snyder's quarterback. RG3 and, was and Dan so, Snyder's quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So what you do is you do that. And then you let somebody else take Haskins as a backup, let them work on him, and then let him get his shot somewhere else. Yes, and maybe exactly. he turns out to be a beast later on. But now you're not going to get any trade already, value from he's him. He's already though. blown his chance here. Yeah, kinda. you got to yeah. you got to keep him on the roster until his contract ends because you're not getting any trade value because of the way he's playing right now. But this kid is not ready to play. He's only had one year experience in college. He's not ready to play in the in the big leagues. So uh, okay, well let's. I, I, I guess the general consensus is he's not ready to play. He won't be ready to play this he year. He did it wrong. And you he and you bench been, him. Yeah, he should have been. Um, he should have been undrafted. like Mahomes, Rogers, any of them. I said undrafted. <laughs> he should have been like any of those guys. He was like Mahomes. Mahomes didn't sit for no while. Mahomes came in the same length of time Dwayne Haskins did. Dwayne Haskins yeah, is it good? Yeah, but 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 um, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he he studied uh, one year. He, he studied one year. Um, I mean, to your with, point, though. he was with the Chiefs. To your wasn't point. Wasn't he Alex? He was Haskins under Alex? He was under Alex. He was under Alex. Well, I mean, yeah, he was, he was the captain check down. Yeah. So, okay, we we all we need to move on. So, <laughs> Haskins should be benched. That's yes. This is not just from the Washington football uh, fans, but the, also the Cowboy fan on here. Yeah. Let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> the team should be benched as well. Well, see, I was waiting for you not to say something out your goddamn mouth. So chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next subject. So, Thank you, host. <laughs> yeah. We, we all saw what happened last week with the Washington football team. We're still on the Washington football team with uh, Chase Young and um, – Ionitis. I'm saying his name right. Ionitis. Ionitis going down. So I want to ask. This segment is going to be a little shorter because it's just. um, I'm going to ask John, what what happens with the the defense? Because the defense was arguably fairly good. They were they were keeping the football team in games for sure. And uh, so what happens now? They they're both gone for a couple weeks. You know. um, young being out was was devastating. I'm sure that that yeah. was a, a really big blow to the um, to the defense. And um, so, what do you think happens with the team now that the defense is kind of questionable? Um, the good thing about this is that the Washington defensive line has is is a little dense than it has been in quite a long time. So there's guys off the bench that can come in, uh, guys uh, off the second team who can come in and do what they're supposed to do. Uh, the only thing that I'm worried about on defense are our defensive backs. That's the only thing. That's always, um, and that's always that's always been the case. Um, so I'm not I'm not a hundred percent worried about about Chase Young and Ioannidis being out. Uh, we saw Jonathan Allen making some great plays. Montez Sweat was exactly the guy we drafted. Um, he he did a tremendous job in absence of uh, Ioannidis and. Uh, uh, Jonathan and Deron Payne. So I okay. think we have some density on our defensive line. Our inside linebackers need help. We got to get rid of Troy Apke. He's he's just killing. He's killing everybody. He's killing everybody on on the Washington football team. Um, but you know, answer your question. I, I don't. I'm not worried about the defense right now. 
Well, let me let me do a two part question for that because right now we sit tied at number one at the NFC East at one and two, uh, with two losses in the last two games by at least fifteen points. Right. So if your defense can't keep you in the games, I'll give you I'll give you this is the question. So we the next few games we play the Ravens, we play the Rams, we play the Giants, and we play the Cowboys. At one and two, what do you think realistically the record looks like if the defense is is hurting and the offense can't produce? Who would you say? You said Ravens, Rams, Giants, Cowboys. Yeah, that sounds like two and five. We're 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 <laughs> yeah, we're winning. We're, we're winning one game. That one game is against the Cowboys, though. That's the Super Bowl, it's so not, we can win that not, one. It's fine. So. It's definitely not. We're winning I mean, one game that. in your heart. It's not. We're winning one game out of that. We're winning one yes. game out of that. To be one game out of the next four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one right. and, and, and I even and I even think that game against the Giants, who I'm talking about, I even think that that game is going to be close. I think the Giants could possibly beat us. Yo, because, John, they really bad. But they were bad last year, and they fucking killed us last last season Man. with Dwayne Haskins as quarterback. All right. Okay. So. So we could go winless in the next four games. Two and five in the next f- <laughs> Or one and six. <laughs> uh, it's going to be know. something like that. All right, all right. Like, we about so, to hurt, man. See, here's my thing. We all know defense wins championships, and I think they they really did build well with the defense, uh, the Washington football team. However, they can't produce points. They can't. They, they just now That's going to change. With who? I'm not going to lie. Again, being objective. I think Kyle Allen is actually all right. I think he's okay, but they too. But they have to actually put him in. They, I mean, not once, they, put him once in. they do, yeah. once they and do. This stretch will get Haskins benched. It's no question. Yes, it Agreed. will. Agreed. Yes, it will. He, and, he, and, he, and, and that is not making it four games. And that is Jay Hill's point. That is Jay Hill's point. Jay Hill says six games, right? He did say six, but we all, he also said that the season wasn't going to end without COVID stopping it, so. But well, he said he said, the season about the next he said the season was going to twelve games. So and he's well, not here we'll to defend about himself. that in the next segment because of what, <laughs> right. what, happened, what happened. All right. So all right. Realistically, we can we can we can kill all this because I I agree with John. I think the defense is solid, but I think the offense is going to be the reason why they don't win games. Um, let me ask everybody. Realistic record. Do you think the the Washington football team even gets into the playoffs this year if they change quarterbacks? <laughs> Yo, you shouldn't laugh at your own team. That's fucked up. <laughs> Bro, we've been laughing at our own team for 25 years. Why, why stop that? Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? We are wait, wait. Not give, give me, playoffs, just, just give me the record. Give me the records. Give me the, give okay. me the 16-game okay. record. John, go playoffs? first. Okay. John, go first. Go, go shut this, up, Trey. This, this is what I'm going to say. In the next four games, we'll be two and five. Right. Haskins will be benched. Okay. Kyle Allen will come in. We will finish the season at seven and nine. I'm still sticking with that record, and we will not make the playoffs. All right. Micah. Six and ten. <laughs> Six and ten. That sounds a little bit more realistic. Trey, he's going to say five and 11. Uh, you fucking hate her. He's going to say fire dance. Now. I thought he was going to say like four and 12 or some shit. <laughs> Kyle That's Allen is going we to win 13 four games last year. This year. We're headed towards sixteen and zero. We go from three and thirteen to four and twelve, sixteen and zero in about twelve seasons. 
Alright. <laughs> Yo, that is just I don't even know what I should mute you, bro. I should mute you, man. Cars. <laughs> One game a year, buddy. Alright, okay. Alright. It's gonna take sixteen years to get to sixteen and over. Is it gonna count every right. one game a year? Every year. One game a year, baby. You I'm we're gonna be forward to it. Look, we're gonna be like fifty five and John's gonna be ninety eight. I'm gonna be dead, bro. <laughs> yeah, John's gonna be <laughs> I'm not living to ninety, man. All right, next subject. Let's move on. Cause we had a we had a big bigger thing happen. We got bigger fist to fry in the NFL with the coronavirus having Games like the uh, the Titans and the Steelers game had to be rescheduled because of players testing positive for coronavirus. Now, Jay Hill isn't here to make his point about the season ending shorter than 16 games. I do want to get you guys' take on uh, – because there also was a report that came out today that some of the Raiders were at an event and they were there without their mask on and they were, they were, they were around people in a, in a COVID – you know, in a pandemic – you know, situation where they weren't being smart about what was happening. So realistically, without the bubble happening in an NFL, <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen with the rest of the season if they have to start rescheduling games and, you know, possibly potentially canceling games? Uh, we'll go, uh, John. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to side with Jay. I mean, I just think that, uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better because they're already talking about more cases. They're already talking about um, how things are going to spike and um, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think there's going to be more people who test positive and they're going to have to redo this, the whole scheduling of this, of this season. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who they're going to get to fix it, but I'm on Jay's side. I think this whole season is going to end maybe at like 11, 12 weeks because if they get to like 13, 14 weeks, or it's already going to be so late into the season that they just got to try to finish it. Trey? No, I think they're going to, I'm, I think they're going to make it. I mean, not without struggle, but I think they're going to make it. Um, just kind of like how baseball did. I know baseball is a different sport and you can play double headers and stuff like that. But I, I feel like, you know, let's not underestimate people and, and how they handle their money and their business. Reality is the conversations with the networks and all those kind of people about contingency plans have already happened. So putting games off for later dates, playing them on different days of the week, all the networks, all the people involved in making those decisions, all the stakeholders already have contingency plans in place. They got ways to make this happen. It may be unconventional, but it's going to happen. They're going to get through this season. So I love your optimism. It just, I love it too because I don't. Yeah, think no, no. I mean, that's not even optimism at this point. I think it's realism. It may be ugly. I mean, ugly in the sense that it, you know things aren't going to happen the way that you're used to or expect them to happen. But these people know how to make money, and honestly, a like the NFL has one thing. They push the Sunday ticket package and things like that to try to get more viewership of their games because all of the one challenge they have is that all their games happen at the same time. Well, this actually could be a accidental solution to that, where if you have now you have that Steelers Titan game on, and primetime at some time that football doesn't normally come on, they could benefit from this, you know, kind of in a backwards way. But so wait, wait. wait. So I, I, I get your point. I get your point that money's king. But if you have players 
testing positive, and then you have players potentially like dying from COVID. <laughs> like, oh, that's a different story. That, then, if that happens, then then we got to like I think that's a whole nother conversation. If somebody I mean, dies, yeah, realistically, uh, but I mean we 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 know that COVID has it's killed over two hundred thousand people in the United States alone. Like it, it's taken out people, right? So right. Yeah. If you have a pre-existing health condition, which some NFL players do have, and it starts to like affect their immune system and, and it affects them and somebody dies or people start to die. We I mean it is a different conversation. I'm I'm a thought to my if somebody dies, then my answer is gonna be different, dude. But I I'm going off as people. So as long like as what happened get in sick. baseball, if somebody gets sick and then you they just come quarantine back, them, you know. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in all the sports, all the professional athletes, the people in the pre- probably the best health in the world, we've seen that they get it and they recover. We haven't seen yeah. them going down real hard. If somebody in the NFL, like maybe an offensive lineman because his weight or whatever, has, a, has you know, more complications, then, then it's, yeah, we, this conversation is going to change a bit. Okay. Micah. Uh, Trey pretty much said everything I want to say, to be honest. I, I do think they're going to get all the way through the season. I do think we'll see more cases, but I think at the end of the day, there are uh, rich old white dudes who want the season to happen and they're going to make it happen. Um, and I, I, and I think it's, it's, it's largely, it's less about optimism and more just about understanding how business works. And they wouldn't have even started this season if they didn't already have plan a through H, you know, about what to do, if something comes up, as we kind of, you know, see even in this moment, this first one, I mean, from the minute they announced it, it was already being handled. And this game may very well be played on Monday or, you know, Monday or Tuesday, uh, right after the week it was scheduled for. So, I mean, if if that happens, like, you know, everything happens without a hitch. And in two weeks, we, we're not even thinking about whether or not that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like it's not even on people's minds anymore until it happens again. So, I think the NFL will probably do a good job of, of taking care of this. Um, I think Trey made an excellent point about, you know, obviously not to be insensitive to the million people, however many has been that have, you know, passed from Corona, but it seems to be a trend that people who are in like exceptional physical shape um, don't end up dying from it. Uh, most of them end up being asymptomatic, but at the most, a few of them have gotten sick and recovered with no problem. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it finishes with the caveat, of course, that, you know, answer might change if somebody actually dies, especially depending on who that person is, but really anybody. But, yeah, if, if somebody dies, the conversation changes. But, you know. All right. Well, I, I think I think that's a good point, and we, that's a good point to take a break on. When we come back, we'll get back into more sports and things. This is, this is sports and things. We'll be take a break. We'll be back. Hey family, I want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown. On both Instagram and Facebook, it's Sports and Things. That's spelled S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. Sports and Things. On Twitter, it's at is Sports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button, too. And now, back to today's episode. 
And welcome back to Sports and Things. We're going to get into some national uh, sports, which is we're going to stay on the football, but we're going to go national. We're going to talk about uh, this subject is uh, the 3-0 teams that are in the league right now, which teams are legit and which teams are just, just lucky. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a couple of 3-0 teams out here right now, and I'm going to give it to John, and me and John are going to go back and forth about which teams we think are actually legitimate 3-0 teams. John, you go. Uh, I think – my first legitimate three and O team are the Seattle Seahawks. Fair. Um, I still have them as my winners of the Super Bowl this year. Um, also fair. Dis- dis- despite what uh, Kansas City is doing, um, as far as teams who I think are lucky, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills have been there before, where they went, I think four and O, and then they didn't even make the playoffs at the end of the season. Buffalo Bills are always historically lucky, right? <laughs> they always they always start off really well. Lucky. And then, and then they, and then they, yeah, or unlucky. And yeah, for I some mean, like, reason, in terms tank. of like, you know, we, we talk about in the early 90s when they went to like three Super Bowls back to back and didn't win anything. They got there four, four, you're right, four, and didn't win. So, yeah. Uh, no, who they lost to? No, nah, we No, I don't that. care. We're not doing that. Not uh, doing so, that. I think the other three. Because one of those team, was to us, so shut up. <laughs> the other three, the other three and O team that I think you should watch out for are the Tennessee Titans. I, I love Ryan Tannehill. I love what he's done. Wait, you I said love what you he did love last. Ryan Tannehill? I, I love him right now. Okay. I love what he's done uh, since last season. I okay. never liked him with the with the Miami Dolphins because they're just a broken team and he was on the wrong team. He should be with the with the Washington football team if, if Dan Snyder let Mike Shanahan do what he wanted to. But yep. um, I do like Tennessee uh, <laughs> right now. And uh, Pittsburgh, I think, is going to tank as well. Oh, so okay, all right. Those are your picks. I will say I will I will second you on the Seahawks being a legit three and team. I think they have the biggest chance of getting to the Super Bowl and actually doing so. Russell Wilson is just doing amazing stuff right now. Yeah, man. Um, Packers. I think the Packers are legit. I, I, it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers any really? year. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's just hard to go against Aaron Rodgers, man. Like if, if he's if he's if he's healthy and he has options, he's 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 dangerous. So I think the Packers and he's proven that even without weapons, he's proven that he's pretty dangerous. So I think Aaron Rodgers is only dangerous in the playoffs. I don't think he's dangerous in the regular season. Well, I'm saying they're three and zero, and I think they're three and zero because of Rodgers' play. Sure, sure. No, I okay. get that. I All think right, so. I think their defense is also very good, but. For, for, yeah, for I, sure. I feel I feel like if anything, they're going to be a wild card team. Okay, that's fair. I, I, but I think that I think they get into the playoffs a little little more uh, directly than wild card. But that's just me and you have a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going on my list pretty quickly so we can get on to the next stuff. I think the Steelers are with a healthy Ben. I think they are legit. I'm just saying they yeah. can, everybody counted Ben out. And Ben is looking like Ben of old, so I I would give the Steelers uh, my uh, my seal of approval. He not and- finishing the season. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The subject, the sub, this, the the subject is who's who's legit right now at three and zero. Okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Nine games right, later, they might have the same point. record as the Washington Football Team. We don't know. So let's just we're dealing with it right now. Um, I'm iffy about the Titans. I I like Tannehill as a quarterback. I'm just iffy about him. So I can't give him they got I got question marks beside them. And I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think we we may see a Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl. Damn. 
I hope, would be I hope that we do. Because I think that was the 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 idea, you know, like to have these two guys kind of like uh Patrick and um Russell kind of go against each other. Um and that would be a dynamic uh uh showdown. So I I'm gonna pick those four. Um going into the next subject, I'm gonna ask Trey and Micah who are the best teams overall in the NFL? And we'll start with Micah. Um don't you even say it. Yeah, don't start with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all learned nothing in the however many minutes we've been talking so far? I'm a cowboy fan, but I ain't crazy. We know you're objective, but we, we you know, you also you also have some Jerry Jones in your blood. You might just slip up and say nah. some shit. <laughs> Listen, I nah. The Cowboys, as far as I'm concerned, this is this is a transition season. Uh but anyway. To answer the question, we got that out the way. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I am, uh, I'm with you on the Packers actually in Thank the you. NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is all Aaron's great every year. Um, some years he takes a slight step back from his own standards. This seems to be one of those years where he's actually playing at the top of even his game. But you know, uh, cut you off real quick. You think that's because of all the. The, the conversation that happened last year when people were saying he, was, he wasn't playing up to where he normally plays at? I think that has a lot to do with it. I think drafting of Jordan Love has a lot to do with it. I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers sneakily believes he will not be in Green Bay next year and he will be a Dallas Cowboy has a lot to do with it. And, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's my random. I I think that's. I Wait, think you that's see Trey's face? <laughs> I don't see Trey's face. <laughs> can I can I add to that? Trey gave I'm, you the I'm, nigga, really? <laughs> <laughs> see, Trey was the one that said that about the Heat, but he tried he tried to back off because of the couple Your character is showing. Your spirit is showing itself. You can't hide it. You can't hide who you are. I want to ask the um, question after you add to what he said. So I also think part of it is that Aaron Rodgers does not like Dan Quinn. I think he hates his head coach. So on top of the fact that they drafted another you mean Matt LaFleur? Uh, Matt LaFleur, I'm sorry, not Dan Quinn. Um, yeah. uh, I think he hates Matt LaFleur. And there's going to be a situation this season where they don't see eye to eye and – things are going to crumble. That's the only reason why I don't think Green Bay is going to make it. I think LaFleur is going to make some mistakes. And to spite Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make Aaron Rodgers do some shit he don't want to do. And it's just going to fuck up the season. So the reason I don't think that would be a problem. Let me me interject. I'm going to ask you a question, uh, Micah. So if you think that, and this is just really quickly, if you think that Aaron Rodgers ends up as a cowboy, what happens with Dak? He's on somewhere else. For, you like like a max deal somewhere else? Washington football team. Yo, shut up. No. Um oh, I, I man, think no. I think because of I think because of stats and the fact that he's still got a lot of allure around him right now, um, that somebody will probably end up foolishly giving him what he's asked for. Um, but do but do he and Mike McCarthy still get along? So the thing is, it's one of them kind of things where they, they didn't break on great terms, but, you know, years pass, you know, you, we've all texted an ex-girlfriend before at least once. 
Good point. Good I'm point. Just saying, I'm just saying. That's a good point. His pastime yeah. goals and and the, and the main thing you remember was the stuff you liked. The the, you know, the and arguments. You know, he left out the main point. He's like, sometimes we text an ex-girlfriend at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers you know, texting Michael I'm not Clark advocating for that, by the way, if anyone's hey, listening. But, um, but, but, I mean, I'm, they, they had oh, success oh. together. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron, if Aaron does leave Green Bay, I'm sure he wants to kind of like a ride-off in the sunset kind of situation. He wants to go somewhere where he has a real shot at getting the chip in the next, like, two or three years. Wouldn't have to learn a new system because Mike McCarthy will be calling plays by then. Just saying, it kind of makes. I'm sense. I'm I'm going to disappoint you, Micah. I, this is what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. Cam Newton's contract ends. He's going to New England. Oh, Cam Newton's getting extended. Uh, oh, on that me- note, that's a perfect segue. My <laughs> other top team, not who you might think, it is the Patriots. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good pick. I like it. And and that is not because I think Cam is amazing, but that's because I think that Bill Belichick is is a genius and one of the best coaches in all of sports of all in all time. For sure. And uh and I think that he and Josh McDaniels have come together to find ways to make what Cam can do make sense. But Um, to my previous point, I don't think the Patriots are gonna offer him enough money and he's gonna leave uh, Cam Newton. Well, go remember, remember, playoffs, remember what I said though. Cam's contract is he gets seven point five in extensions or in, on incentives if in he plays incentives. well this year. Yeah, so if he yeah. gets seven, he gets signed for one. But if he gets seven, and then they restructure his contract where he gets another three year deal for what, what sixty million dollars, he stays. Yeah. The thing is, I think if they go deep in the playoffs, which I do think they will, quite possibly even the Super Bowl. I don't know about winning it, but I mean, who knows. But, I mean, I think if they go past the second round of the playoffs, both parties decide that that's something they want to keep doing. And they, yeah. and they, they make it work. And they pay Cam $100 million. Well, I say I'm one thing. Sure. That'll be fun to watch if it does happen. <laughs> it'll be very fun if that to does watch. happen, it'll be really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think Cam and, – and I think they're only going to – as the Patriots do every year, I think they're only going to get better as the year goes, goes on. Um, you know, I know we said one each, but – I'm kind of with y'all on Seattle too, but my my main one I actually want to talk about, like I said, Packers. Packers. Um, I'll never sleep on time. I think the Buccaneers are going to get a lot better by the end of the year too. Um, yeah, but Packers, Patriots, I think are probably the the front runners for me right now. No Vegas. Vegas, as in the Raiders? Yeah. No. Okay. Absolutely uh, not. Nah, nah, nah. I don't okay. believe in them at all. All right. Mm-hmm. Not not in John Gruden at all. Mm. I mean. Can lie. you? What has John Gruden really done? He yeah. won a Super Bowl. With, yeah, but with an inherited team. He the inherited right, that team. Listen, and and, and right. who did they play? Who did they play in the Super Bowl? I don't remember his, his old team. He his, his old, old team. team. <laughs> so you, you, you think old, you think yeah. he, you think he exactly. called was like, "Hey, I need y'all niggas to lose." He didn't have to do film bro. study. He knew their whole offense. He knew everybody, yeah. every That's players, fair. the receivers, breaks in their routes, and everything. The, That's the why breaks they in their routes. Right <laughs> <laughs> in the right place at the right time, man. That's why. All right, yeah. Opportunity is he creates a because after that he didn't do nothing. But I think he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. What's what's his name? Uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, no. Brad Johnson. Uh, Brad Johnson. 
That's like Trent Dilfer winning for the, oh, for the Ravens. man. Okay, let's go to Trey. <laughs> I was saying, it's, it's working its way back to Dan Snyder. So <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, I agree you, you, with you. I agree you with caught you. on. Mike caught on. That's what we were talking about. You know, <laughs> I agree with that. But 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 reality is, uh, my top teams um, are Kansas City in the AFC and Seattle in the NFC. Um, and um, I'll give all an honorable mention. In the AFC, an honorable mention to the Steelers. I believe the Steelers with Ben healthy are a lot better um, than what they were. Um, and I don't know if I have an honorable mention in the NFC. The NFC is kind of – Washington football team. You said, yeah, division leading Washington football team. Woohoo! Are you Haskins. Uh, Yo, shut up. Yo. No, <laughs> negative. Negative. So, yeah, that's what I got. All right. Well, I mean, okay, so give me give me just to, just to button this segment up. Your Super Bowl picks, AFC, NFC. John, go. Um, uh, NFC, you, I already said it was uh, um, the Seattle Seahawks. The AFC, I want to I, – I, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs, but I think we, you, you really got to look out for the Patriots. Um, but the Chiefs look really good right now. But watch out for the Patriots. All right, Trey. Yeah, I think that in the AFC, Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, and possibly Titans are going to make things very interesting. But um, I'm going with Chiefs because uh, okay. there's nothing out there that's competing with that, the Chiefs. They have a great defense. They have great coaching. They have a great quarterback. I mean, what else can you ask for? Um, only injuries, I think, could change that. And in the NFC, the Seahawks. So basically, same thing I said for last question. I think we get Seahawks and, uh, and Chiefs. Ugh. Micah? My answer remains the same as well. Packers Patriots. Packers Patriots. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. I want to go Seahawks Patriots. I think that would make Ooh, for wow. an interesting Super Bowl. That would be amazing to have two black quarterbacks going at it. That I mean, black? I said Kansas. I said Kansas City and Seahawks. How come I didn't get that? Huh? Say- What'd you say? Because Patrick sounds like showing no Seahawks. love or his <laughs> team. Wait, 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 oh. wait, wait what did you say about Patrick, though? Because they dark-skinned quarterbacks, brother. <laughs> oh, man. man, this is discrimination, man. <laughs> All right, moving no, on. Right. My, my bad, Trey. John, you going to hear from my lawyer, John. <laughs> Who, Dan Snyder? Oh, hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Litigation. <laughs> Litigation. <laughs> it's a problem with light skin people. Drake is my lawyer. Oh, <laughs> uh, five no Drake. He on the All right, let's show. move on. Listen, I was at a show and John Mayer said I have to use the whole skill. This nigga Drake used five notes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He is not wrong. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. It's all of them. Let's move on. Next segment. I want to get John and Trey's MLB playoff predictions. We're getting into the thick of baseball. It's getting come out to the to the thick of it. So I want to get you guys playoff predictions. Let's go, Trey first. Um. In the National League, I got the Dodgers coming out and going to the World Series. Um, in the American League, I got the Yankees. So just like we were talking Lakers and Celtics in basketball early on, I'm talking uh, Yankees and Dodgers. So we we'll see if it happens, but that's what I think. 
Okay. Um, yeah. I, I do. I do like the Dodgers. I think you have to watch out for Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta got rocked last season in a uh, game. What was it? Game set. Uh, game five of the division series against the Cardinals. Uh, so I think they're going to correct all that that happened last season. Uh, but I do think the Dodgers come out on top, given their history in the last three or four seasons, especially two seasons ago when uh, Houston cheated them out of the, the World Series. Um, so, yeah, Dodgers in the NL. In the AL, I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay has had the Yankees numbers for the last three seasons. And even in the regular season, Tampa Bay has just managed to um, – they just always have their number. So uh, they won the series against uh, the Blue Jays, which was kind of an unfair advantage because they were seeded number one and the Blue Jays are eight. But um, the Yankees are fifth and they're doing, they're playing really well. So it's going to be a great ALDS, but I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. I think this might've been the shortest MLB segment that we've ever had <laughs> on this show. And but let me add this, but let me add this. <laughs> okay, now it gets longer. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, now let me, let me add this. I think it is absolutely tremendous. First of all, they did extend the playoff teams in the postseason because of COVID and everything like that, which the Nationals had a chance to get into, but they could not beat the Braves. I was wait, I was go- Listen, I was about to say, we haven't talked Nationals in like three weeks. They <laughs> had a chance, man. If they, beat, if they won a series against, if they won at least one series against the Braves, they would have beaten the Marlins and the Marlins would not be in the playoffs and we would. But all that to say, I think it is remarkable that the San Diego Padres are in the fucking playoffs. The Padres <laughs> have not been in the playoffs for decades. And they got a guy uh, on there. I think Manny Machado's on there, which you, which you mentioned, Trey. But there's another guy. I can't think of his name. He's got blonde dreads. And he is he's an amazing uh He's an amazing infielder and a great, uh, great slugger. So even though they're down 1-0 uh, to the Cardinals, watch out for the Padres too. All now right, we're well, done. Okay. Uh, you know, I was going to see if I was going to ask a follow-up question, but I feel like that's enough for baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis don't like baseball, so. Uh, right, you know, listen, listen. I, it's not that I don't like baseball. It's just that it's kind of hard for and, and, you all know I'm a stats dude, so baseball should be the sport that I should really be into. But I kind of feel like I have to be there to kind of get into no, it. No, I think you just need to understand the mechanics of it because it's – and I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, you really got to yeah. understand the type of pitches that these pitchers yeah. use to get yeah. in, in the mind of the batter because the batter is, is at home play thinking this pitcher is going to pitch this pitch. So I'm going to swing low and I'm going to swing late because the outfield is in left field. So if I swing it early, it's going to go over on the opposite side. If I swing right. it late, it'll go in the left field. So there's all of these mechanics that... that yeah, it's a chess it. match. It's, ah, a, it's match. definitely and, a and chess match. And the pitcher's trying to throw something that looks like what he's expecting, but ends up being something else. And in addition to that, you got to see how they hold the baseballs because they hold, they hold these baseballs so uncomfortably and they got to release the balls at a certain point. That's why when you see like 50 Cent or John Wall or Dr. Fauci, when they're, when they're throwing out ceremonial pitches and it's going way over here, they don't understand what you have to do so that the ball goes straight down the pitcher's line. You got to do, you have to release it at a certain point at the most uncomfortable point of your arm. 
that ball has to be released. And that is a tremendous, that, and that's why I've been so fascinated with baseball in the last like 10, 15 years. I think I'm going to call yeah, this. I think, and balls. I think it's an old man sport too. <laughs> I think it's an old man sport too because it's a lot of the strategy and and kind of the pace yeah, of the game sure. and stuff like that. So as you're getting older, Dennis, I think you give baseball a chance again. It's yeah. gonna be different than when you were 21 trying to watch baseball. Older nigga, you know I you're get, not. Oh, I get better. What you about? They just called you young and dumb, dog. <laughs> yeah, just listen, listen, wait a minute. We all in the same age bracket. Tw- no, <laughs> close to 21. We all in the same age bracket, except for John. John's older than us, but we all in the same age bracket. Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> anyway, let's move, let's move on. Uh, let's go in the NBA, and I've been excited. I'm, I'm, and I'm ready to talk about. We're, we're going to say that as like the before the break. Let's go into Doc Rivers and the Clippers. They have parted ways, and Holy in a, a record shit. amount of time, like this, this is this is really quickly. He has signed on for, I think, five years to be the head coach of the 76ers. Now, I'm going to ask, who's in this segment? This is, this is, it just says John. Is just you, John? Yeah, because, I mean, anybody else can really chime in, but <laughs> I just wanted to say, I just, I really wanted to Yeah, because to I John straight up said, I got something to say. I got this pain. All right. Listen, well, man. Let me, let me, let me, let me lead you with a question. Okay. You, we all know our, I don't know if it's collective <laughs> disdain for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and my personal disdain with Embiid and Simmons <laughs> that's actually that's being able to do something. You're, you're exactly <laughs> leading into what I want to talk about. All right. So do you think Doc Rivers, because we all know that Simmons and Embiid are locked up for the next at least three years there with their right. contracts. Do you think Sim, uh, uh, Doc Rivers is the and he also doesn't have any. He's not in the front office. He's just coaching. So does he have what it takes to turn his team around with those players? No, thank God. He is going to be the reason why either Embiid or Simmons or both of them get traded. I'm telling you right now, he was the reason why Blake Griffin left. He's the reason why Chris Paul left. He's the reason why DeAndre Jordan left the Clippers. He is going to bank off of trying to bring in other players to play for the Sixers because Embiid isn't getting it done and Simmons isn't getting it done. And there's going to be a time where Doc Rivers is going to look at him and say, y'all motherfuckers ain't doing it. I'm bringing somebody else in. Like and Rondo. <laughs> Rondo, shit. He might, he might uh, I mean, shit. Bradley Beal. Leave LA. I don't get what you're saying. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. I mean, look. But wait, wait, here's the, here's the question. How does he do that when he doesn't have any control over, he's not the GM. I mean, I guess he, he's the coach, so he has some say in who, who they go get. It, it all depends control. on the amount of the amount of time that he lets them play. Like, I, I think he's going to limit Ben Simmons' uh, play time. Because Ben Simmons is not contributing. And Embiid, and I'm sorry, Embiid is just, he's a wuss. And he cries every time. And I think their lack of just being a strong player, he's going to limit their minutes. And that's going to convince the general manager to say, why are we paying this motherfucker to sit on the bench? Let's get rid of him. We can probably get some value out of him by trading MB to the, to the Mavs and getting somebody from the Mavs, hopefully not Porzingis. But um, I just think that Doc Rivers is very good at convincing uh, general managers to trade for uh, other players. Yo, this is this is so exciting to me because I want to know 
how many minutes does this Ben Simmons get? Now? <laughs> like, what what's the number? Give me give me a realistic number. He playing about twenty eight I mean, minutes a he game. Have? He's playing twenty eight minutes, maybe. Um, give or take. I'm gonna say he's gonna limit him to seventeen. Nigga, you trip. <laughs> Right. <laughs> wait, wait. Nah, they're, nah, paying him, nah. they're paying nah, him I'm, over a hundred million dollars. Oh, good, okay, okay. I'm full. I'm full. <laughs> nah, I'm, they'll probably he'll probably take like four or five minutes off of that. I just don't think and, and the minutes that they're gonna take off of him will be um like I'm gonna say midway to late in the fourth quarter. I think that's when some uh, some of his minutes are going to get taken away because he does not produce in clutch situations. So wow. if you're not performing in clutch situations, take your ass out and put it, put a bench player in. The Sixers bench was better than the starting than the starting five, in my opinion. So okay, Any, anybody else want to jump in there? <laughs> Trust the process. Uh, nah, don't, don't do that. Man, hell no. <laughs> Yeah, let Joel, let Joel Embiid be the new quarterback for the Washington <laughs> 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 Just anybody, please, anyone. Man, Doc Rivers, man. I'm kind of sick of Doc Rivers, I ain't going to lie. Because Doc Rivers, he hasn't done anything to, to deserve Not this since status. since 2008. I'm going to call it. 2008, you know, he didn't do I'm, nothing. I'm going to call this this episode. They haven't done anything because you said that twice about two different, about two different leagues. Like, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I think he, I think he was pretty. I think he was, he, he was, he was pretty effective uh, on the Celtics when when they won a championship. I think, I think he was lucky to have. Themselves. Yeah, mm. I think I think that big three would have won. I, I mean, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, yeah. listen, there there is something to having a coach that can that can get your team to rally, but those those three like. KG, KG, um, Paul yeah. Pierce, who is the worst, um, and, um, uh, Ray Allen. They Ray they, were, they were all in a place where they knew what it took to get to the next level. They knew what it took to get that win and to 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 get that championship, and they did it. Not when Paul Pierce and KG went to the Nets. Well, yeah, well, that, well, that's, it was sixty. <laughs> that's past. That's past it right at that point. So you know, so. I guess anyway, look, what Ray, look what Ray Allen did. Went Ray, Ray Allen went to the Heat, and he yeah. So, I mean, but he also had Doc, D Wade and uh, uh, yeah, Brown. I don't really count either. So okay, but okay. So the basketball point, yeah, John. I'm you know, I think Joel and B should get traded. I think you can get value for Joel actually, and remake that whole team and make it a better team. Oh, they but here's the non basketball point I want to enter into this conversation because it was my first thought when I saw this. So y'all remember a couple weeks ago, Steve Nash got hired by Brooklyn mm-hmm. and Mad Cats was up in arms, you know, Stephen A and a whole bunch of other folks was all up in arms about, you know, that it was not cool because he skipped over all these qualified people because he was white. Now, obviously, Doc Rivers is not white, but do y'all think we're still going to see that argument now? Cause absolutely, because I because I, I think I think it should be there. I think that should, I think that should never been a race argument in the first place, and it's kind of unfair and ridiculous that within like has it been ten days? Has it even been ten days? No, it's been like two. I, it's been like <laughs> this man was getting <laughs> fired for being ineffective on a team that on paper is supposed to be one of the best 
at least defensive units of all time, odds-on favorite to win the championship. He failed, and within two days, he gets a job as a coach of a team that I think most people agree is not nearly as good on paper. Like that just what that doesn't. That's a good point, man. I think I that's think, a good point. I think the it's reason why I think, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead, Trey. You got it. I was gonna say I think there's two things going on here. I think the race point is still a problem. Um, so without um, refuting your point you made about Doc Rivers specifically, um, I, I I still think there's a race problem because before today there were only four black head coaches in a league that's 75 percent black players, um, and so Doc Rivers gets back in there so there's five there's five black coaches in the league that's 75 percent black players and wait um, and talu talu and most will have coaches a head in sports are retired players so uh that's a problem but these two things don't have to be the same i think they're, they're two different conversations the doc what? rivers part <laughs> yeah doc is going to a worse team <laughs> Well, the, the place where better. I enter, the place where I enter, Doc into the conversation is I kind of feel like it's off some like reverse racism type stuff. I kind of feel like, like Doc trying Rivers, to make up for what they've done. No, I feel like Doc Rivers, most of his coaching career has been treated a certain way because he's like the comfortable black guy. I feel like he mm. is, he is, he had you know some success that may or may not really be attributed to him early on. So you can like hang a championship on him, but he hasn't really done anything to earn it. And yet he keeps kind of getting this status all the time over other so you, more qualified coaches. He's some, a token. Some of, so you say basically saying he's a token. I mean, I, to, would, to, I, to would, I would not use to, that word because that would sort of imply that he has something to do with it. And I'm not, but, but I'm to not Micah's in any way point, impugning his character. I'm just saying point, like, yeah, uh, they, to, to Micah's point, uh, Alvin Gentry hasn't been hired, and I know it's not the same thing. Alvin Gentry hasn't taken the Pelicans to the playoffs, uh, but he essentially had one of the best players, one of the best rising players in the league, and in his first year, he gets hurt, and at the end of that year, he gets fired, and he gets replaced by Mike D'Antoni, who can't get to the finals, and he always crumbles. And Has Mike D'Antoni won a finals? No. 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 He's never been to one. Yeah, he, 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 got, gets, he, he gets he, he gets his passes because he he's considered like an offensive mastermind. So they they he he runs a really and fast a pace. Defensive not, ball. Not, not 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 yo. Not a top <laughs> you ain't have to say that if he can't get to the finals. <laughs> I know that none of his teams ever play defense. But I think Micah make, makes a very very good point. Mike, you know, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say I think because there are a select number of blackhead coaches who are not getting the red carpet treatment like Doc Rivers. That's true. Because, like, you know I mean? why, why Doc Rivers and not Ty, Ty Lue? And why, yeah, or Jason Kidd. Or Jason Kidd. Or Jason well, Kidd. We've seen, this, we've seen this before in other areas of our lives that when there's a race issue, then that kind of bears, you know, or, or births this whole, I'm going to use the word token, this whole token thing where we got to put a black face out in front of things and uh-huh. they find somebody they're comfortable with and that guy gets thrown out there. And so I think historically, most of us have looked at that as progress because at least they're putting the black face out there. But at the same time, on the other side, you're looking at it like, 
I wish, you know, I wish that we would have a better, you know, more qualified or not just throw yeah. a guy out there just so yeah. white people can say they put a With black person With all due respect, yeah. you know, to him as a man, his family, his accomplishments, I'm tired of seeing his without, like, him doing anything. Fair point. Um, <sighs> so let's just put a button on this. I, I think Coach Rivers getting the opportunity is unfair. I also don't think that I think we have a general consensus that he doesn't turn that team around. He'll probably no. he signed a five year deal. He'll probably be there for three, and then they'll have it. And, and Simmons and Embiid might be gone before he goes. So, just no good thoughts about Philly Seventy <laughs> <laughs> Sixers. Let's let's move. Nothing's on. changed about this podcast. Yeah, at all. But let's move on because I am excited to talk about this fucking blowout that happened last night. <laughs> the Lakers demolished. <laughs> the Heat in the first game of the finals. With that being said, they lost two key players, in, um, uh, Dragic and uh, Bam. They both went out, um, and LeBron and AD just showed up. So I want to get you guys' predictions on this series moving forward. We have uh, six more games, maybe, if they can get to a game seven. But give me your predictions on two things, how many games they play, who wins uh, in that, in that um, you know, the best of seven, and who wins finals MVP. Ooh. And we'll start with Trey. All right. Heat in two and a half is going to be the first TKO yo, shut up, yo. in, in <laughs> basketball. Uh, they're they're going to actually call it after the like halfway through the third game. Halfway through game three, they're going to be like, all right, we can't do this. Realistically, nigga. <laughs> so, yeah, Lakers in, Lakers in, in four. Okay. But, uh, I was going to say in two and a half. They're going to call it. They're going to say Lakers. Who, who's your half, MVP? Man. MVP is going to be LeBron because he's the default. Just because he's the default? 17th the season. 17th season. Um, he, I'm sorry. I offended Dennis. I'm just, no, offended. no, no. I'm not offended. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm at this sorry. Point. No. And so what I meant by that is that AD may very well play good enough to be considered the MVP, but LeBron will probably get it because of he's the leader, his leadership, his seniority. What he had to do, he's 17th season, he's freaking 36 years old, all these other things about LeBron that are pretty amazing that he's in the position he's in. So uh, I think he's going to get it you, off of that. One thing but I think that AD stats. may outperform him in these finals. But you didn't say his stats. Like, he almost had a triple-double last night. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Micah. <laughs> Heat and six. Six? Um, you said the Heat and six? Eight. Yo, okay. Damn. You got to explain yourself. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Wait, wait, wait. Um, With what I just said, Bam and Drachik are out. So give me your reasons wait, why wait, you wait. think. Are they, are they definitely completely ruled out? Like, they're not. They ruled out for they, game two. Are they ruled they out hurt. for the series? No, no, no. But they're out for game two, for sure. Okay. Heat and six. So. <laughs> I need to hear this shit. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So here, here it is. It's, it ain't even that complicated. When you, I believe when the game first started, before the Heat started dropping like flies, um, their their biggest disadvantage with the Lakers, the Lakers are huge, and the Lakers' defense, um, they play really great defense when they're focused. I don't think that's going to change in any of these games. So, 
you know, on that side of the ball, the Heat are going to have a hard time. But I think what really made the difference last night was the Lakers on offense. Thing was, the Heat had a plan for them when they first came in the game. They had a, the Lakers like to run pick and rolls with Bron at the top and AD in the pick and roll, taking it down to the block and basically creating mismatches between the two of those players. Thing is, the Heat actually have enough really tough, solid defender guys who aren't afraid of Bron or AD to switch when that happens. And so what they were doing in the first quarter is they were they were basically taking that switch and having the smaller man front AD to, to stop the post-entry pass and having the backside dude watch and make sure that he couldn't throw it over the top. The Lakers turned the ball over like five times behind that defense. That. What actually yeah. changed the game was just that they unrealistically start making a million threes. And I mean, like, everybody on the team was draining these joints. And quite frankly, as much as that was lovely to see in that one game, I don't think that's sustainable for them. And considering that I don't believe – considering I don't believe they can do that every night, that defensive strategy, as long as – as long as Spo doesn't overreact and change what he was doing, as long as he goes and trusts his strategy and comes back with that same thing, the Lakers were having a hard time with that. The Lakers were having a hard time with that the first seven minutes. Yeah, until the three started raining. They were still have they 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 still didn't actually overcome that strategy in terms of being able to do what they really want to do. They don't really want to take all them threes. They were just making them. And and quite frankly, I don't think they can sustain that. So I think if if they come out next game, they have like a normal game for them. You know, they shoot a decent percentage from three, but not the crazy space jam percentages that they shot the other, space you know, the other night. <laughs> you just call like, them the monsters? I'm just saying, dog. They, they were like 11 of 17 from three in, in like one quarter or something like that. It was something crazy like that. Right. So if, if they don't do that again, then I think they have just, the hard, just as hard a time with the heat as the heat are having on the other end. And then it becomes an issue of, of mental toughness and who wants it more. And I just I think the Heat we're playing we're playing good enough and they, they just they're not afraid of the Lakers, man. And the Lakers get a lot of stuff on intimidation that I don't think they're gonna get on it. So game two without Bam and Goran Dragic, I think the Heat can still win without them. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, but I think it's possible. And beyond that, I think if they stick to their guns, um, they have a strategy that actually is effective against the Lakers. So, yeah. Okay. I, look, John, I know we're going over, but I'm going to get your take, and then I'm going to wrap it up because j- you just go, and then I'll go. <laughs> so uh, the very, very good points, uh, Michael, but um, I'm going to go with an unconventional um, strategy here, and I'm going to say that uh, because of everything that's happened within the last year and a half with the Lakers, the Lakers are going to win this in five. I think the Heat will win one. I don't think it'll be a sweep uh, because, like you said, I think the defense of the Heat is gonna has has managed to figure out how they can stop AD even without Bam and uh, Dragic. Uh, but with that said, I think the spirit of Kobe is inside of uh, LeBron. I think the fact that where they came from for the last ten seasons of not making the playoffs. The trades that happened, uh, LeBron being injured, causing him not to make the playoffs last season. This is 
the Lakers season to lose. And if, if I know LeBron the way that I know LeBron, he is not going to let that happen. And he will take matters into his own hands if he has to. If AD can stay, if he doesn't stay healthy. Um, but again, you make very good points about the about the Heat's defense. Um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think you can drain that many threes every game. But bless you. But uh, this is the Lake. This is this is the Lakers season. I think. All right. Uh, okay. I was talking to uh, Trek Life during the game last night, and we were having this, this, this discussion about about it about the game. Now, I, I'm going to say, I, and this is what I said in the beginning. I said Lakers in five because I think that's the most realistic thing to go. Um, I, I think that I'm trying to I'm trying to get all my thoughts together because I don't want to just be like mush mouth and everything I'm thinking, but. If LeBron is putting up close to a triple-double a game, that means he's facilitating the ball to people who are actually putting up numbers. The bench outscored – the Lakers bench outscored the Heat's bench, right? You, you lost two key players on your, on your offense or on your team with the, with the Heat. Now, what I saw in the game um, after the first five to six minutes was – the game plan that both of these teams implemented and one of them just worked better than the other one. Like the Lakers implemented a game plan that just worked better. They, I don't think realistically we, with any of the players they have, if they have Dwight Howard or McGee in the game and you also have AD who can play arguably two to five, you have a real answer for him. You don't have an answer. They don't have an answer on that team for him. But even with their zone defense, they don't have a real answer for that guy. And then you got LeBron who's able to, if he puts his head down and just goes, he's able to get to the lane and he's pretty much unstoppable in that regard. I think I'm agreeing with John. I think that LeBron wills this team to a championship because LeBron has 10 finals appearances. He knows what it takes to win a finals. He's lost more than he's won, but he also has a weapon in Anthony Davis yeah. That is pretty much unstoppable when if you get him the ball at his points. Yeah, if he stays stay healthy, healthy and you get him the ball at his points. Now, to your point, Micah, I think that the Heat are, uh, I, and I was saying this when they were when they were when they beat the Bucks and when they were going through the East, they are a proven team. Pat Riley knows how to put together a defensive-minded team who will go in there and they will dig it out. I just don't think that this team digs it out against those two players. And that's my personal opinion. That's just because of what I saw last night. They were up 32 in the half. And the reason why they got back within 13 is because the Lakers just stopped playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if the Lakers, key points, if the Lakers start fast, they don't start slow like they did last night, there's no way out of the gate that they can keep up with this Lakers team. But I think they are going to start slow, and that's why the Heat will win a game because they're going to take advantage of the fact that Dragic and uh, Bam are not in the game. So they're going to think that it's in their hands and they don't have to play as hard so that they can Maybe, stay, but try I also, to stay healthy. I also don't think that Jimmy, as well as Jimmy played last night, Jimmy doesn't win this championship. No, like Jimmy, Jimmy can't win it on his own. No, hell but no. Jimmy, Jimmy is one of the pieces that you need to win a championship, but he's one of the pieces that you need to win a championship. For sure. But so. Jim, it don't have to be on Jimmy. The, the way they play, 
and the way they've been playing, they looked a little shell shocked the other day. But those guys just have together. to stop. They have to stop being afraid to put the ball up. They actually got the shots that their offense is designed to get. And I just kept seeing people like get the ball and hesitate and jab step and you know and swing it again. And it's just like, and I'm sure yeah. they were watching that. I'm sure they've seen film on it. Spoke seen film on it. And I I think you're going to see probably as early as game two, but if not, definitely by game three, a team that looks more like themselves. And and that ball is going up. And, I, you know, I, this, I do agree with you. I think they, they when they swung the ball, they swung the ball one too many times around before somebody was actually willing to take a shot. But what I will say is if they go down two, it's, it's very unlikely that they get more than two out of this series. If they go down 2-0, I think the, it's, the Lakers, it's the Lakers championship to lose at that point. So... That's that's I guess that's what we're in that segment. I'm glad we were able to get this out. The next game is tomorrow, I believe. We can we can tune in and check it out. I'm excited about this championship because I think the Heat and the Lakers are two of the best teams in the league, and they are matched up well. I just at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's really no answer in that team for Anthony Davis. There isn't. He puts if he puts up third. Oh, and John, you didn't give me your MVP. You said Lakers in five. Oh, of course, LeBron. Probably LeBron. He's the reason why they're there. Okay, and I think LeBron gets it just because he's gonna he's gonna put up if not a triple double a game he's gonna put up close to a triple double. And I think if Anthony Davis wins it, he just gives it to LeBron anyway. Well, they're, 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 it's gonna be LeBron because LeBron didn't get um, MVP uh, of the year. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's so <laughs> with that, we'll take a break and we'll be back. This is Sports and Things. Got a hot take for the Sports and Things team, or? Just want to hear us debate your subject? Well, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Now, back to this week's episode. And welcome back, everybody, to Sports and Things. Uh, We're going to get into our entertainment uh, portion of the show, music and entertainment. And uh, yesterday, the first... Was it yesterday or two days ago? It was a couple days ago. A couple days ago. The first uh, presidential debate happened between... um, the candidates Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So I wanted to get you guys real quickly. Um, we all watched it, and I, I was on Twitter, and Twitter was going crazy when it was happening. So I want to get you guys take on what happened with the debate. Uh, John, you go first. Yeah, well, this is it was definitely entertaining to say uh, say the least. Um, I mean, I think it would have been better watched uh, if you could have imagined them as babies because that's exactly how they both acted, most, mostly on the Republican side. Um, I'm not going to say anything that everybody else isn't talking about or anybody else is saying. Uh, it was an, an embarrassment. It was a shit show. Um, but I think the most uh, interesting thing about this whole thing is that while Donald Trump was making fun of how large Joe Biden's mask is, we just found out that one of his top aides that he's very close with contracted the coronavirus, contracted COVID, and he just announced that he has to go into quarantine. So karma is a fucking bitch right now. Um, Fair point. So he and the first lady got to go down under, I guess, stay away from people and quarantine for a while. Uh, My guess is that if he does have it, they're not going to say it. Um, And I hope he does have it. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Micah. <laughs> uh, don't cancel me, y'all, but I ain't gonna lie. I ain't even watch it. 
Um, hey, hey, not out hey, of a sense of ignorance, big. but just, just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I already you know that. Or just being smart. I, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he got dark cards. See, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, hey, just say you watched it, man. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with either uh, candidate, but I am also clear that one of them has had the chance to be president and, and unequivocally showed himself unqualified to do so. I know that already. So I don't, I don't need fuel for anger and, and anxiety unnecessarily. I live in peace and uh, go vote y'all. Yeah. Uh, Trey. We'll say a- amen, my brother. I'm about um, to say, he said he live in peace. I'm like, I'm living with a piece. I'm about to get a shotgun for these. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I, like Micah, did not watch the debate for similar reasons. Uh, uh, you know, just my peace of mind. It, I knew it was going to be foolishness. Um, but, um, you know, I've seen highlights, uh, lowlights in this particular case. Um, and the thing that stands out most to me has been the theme of this whole presidency, with the, which is the intolerance and the racism. And when asked about white supremacy, the guy does not denounce it, does not say anything that's bad about it. I'm talking about Trump here. And and he also uh, tells the Proud Boys, who are, you know, uh, pretty much de facto a uh, white supremacist organization, to, to stand by, puts them on standby. Um, dude, I'm so ready for this to be over. I know politics suck. I know, you know, things suck as far as government and corruption and all that stuff will always be there. But just this outward racist stuff, I'm just so ready for this to get out of the front of the country and go away. So I know I know that a, a Republican, um, I think a Republican senator, uh, I think he's one of the only black Republicans um, in the administration, uh, begged and pleaded to Trump to change what he said and to clarify what he said about that. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Not, not yeah, just him, just like the whole party. They were like, hey, you need to go in and announce yeah. yeah. this now. And bro. one of the one of the Proud Boys got arrested. Yeah, for assault. Yeah. Yeah. He assaulted someone. You know, I I watched it and I felt I felt kind of ashamed to be an American in that regard because mm. this is this is how the Nash this is how the, the global world sees us. You know, they see us through Trump and his antics, and that's how they view us. And we all travel the world as artists, as musicians or whatever. And to have to kind of dismay the myth that we are ignorant and that we are like arrogant and, you know, as Americans is, is, and to see it on that stage is like, yo, like, I felt, I felt ashamed watching it. I also felt like Trump is uh he's he he knows what he's doing so we all know i i, I think we we all feel like we he knows what he's doing and I agree. when when they made the statement about him saying you know about election being rigged and how he wouldn't leave office because he felt like the election was rigged i'm like you're you're basically telling people that you don't believe in democracy which is what this country was supposedly supposed to be built on so watching that and like then they showed I, after they showed it, they did like a like a, a poll afterwards and they asked some people who were watching it, who were undecided. Secondly, I don't think anybody's undecided. They just don't want to announce who they're going to vote for. They're ashamed of who they're going to vote for. 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because like, this is very polarizing times. Like, yeah, it's, you don't, it's you not don't one of them times where you're trying to figure anything out anymore. No, you, you know who you're voting for when, um, when, it, when it comes to time to vote. It was just, it was, it was interesting to watch the number of people who were swayed, or more, more importantly, who weren't swayed by the antics of a dude who doesn't seem to give a shit. Like, how could you watch 90 minutes straight of this bullshit and be like, I'm still going to vote for this dude. Like, I Especially just the black people, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I was yeah. appalled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I agree with John. Yeah. That's how politics work. We all know that. I, I Micah hit on a good point uh, when he said that we watched one guy fail the job for four years. Now it's time. Like you, you kind of know what to expect if you if you hire that guy for another four years. So it's Dwayne Haskins all over again. <laughs> Way to bring it back, sir. No, Thank you. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not Kyle. It's not. You want to put Kyle Allen in? It's you want to put somebody not named Dwayne Haskins. In. Basically, and so I hope that my my takeaway from it was I hope that we get to see a good debate between Kamala and Mike Pence because well, we I feel like Kamala will be it's a better Kamala. Kamala sorry. She would be a better representation, and I, to, to some degree, Mike Pence would be a better, uh, better debater than what we saw. We saw, I saw a guy get, I saw a guy try to bully another dude. Two old guys. It was like watching two old guys like fight over like, you know, the water. Real housewives. It's more like Tyson Roy Jones. Pence is a lot more intelligent. He's 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 uh he's he's well spoken. I mean, he get he gets it. Yeah, uh, but he's he's a lot more evil too. So. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying with, with Kamala. I hope yeah. that she goes. Kamala's in. more outspoken. She's definitely going to go go at the motherfucker's throat. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that debate. I don't even know if they have another debate, another presidential debate. Because what's the point? They got two more. Out? They got two more. Yeah, but you know, they were talking about them not even showing. Like Trump might they not show up. So well, we'll see. Got to go into quarantine now. So we'll see. Right. Right. So oh. well, it ain't gonna be for that long. First presidential debate equal shit show. That's the end of that. Let's move yeah. on to artist of the week. Um, this is a segment that we do every week where we name artists that we are listening to that we want you we feel like you guys should check out. I'm gonna let Trey go first um this week because he I don't think you ever gone you've ever gone first. Yeah, oh all right. Well, so my artist of the week is a guy named uh Bob Reynolds. Um I'm gonna pause because every time no, I say I don't I don't. Oh wow. I, I've heard I've heard the name, but I'm not Oh wait, 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 wait. Is this the first? Someone has been named that John doesn't know. Holy shit. I've heard his name, but I'm not familiar with his work at all. Oh, well, somebody, then, somebody, go shoot a duck. On, <laughs> somebody go shoot a duck. Somebody go shoot him. He's like, all right. "Hey, my brother, no. you got this? No, get your own. <laughs> Check this out, brother." So, <laughs> so anyway, Bob Reynolds. Um, so he he kind of to say started out um, his first big thing he did. He was uh, John Mayer's uh, saxophone player, um, and from that. He uh, does his locks? own. What'd you say? Is that the dude with the locks? No, 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 no. It's okay. a white guy. Okay. Um, he does. I guess there are white guys with dreadlocks, just not common. Um, but, uh, what he 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 does? <laughs> it's not common at all. <laughs> yeah, check like, Google. I can't even name one. I've seen it before, but I, I can't name type, it. Type in dreadlocks so, in Google. See what happens. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> So anyway, um, so so Bob Reynolds is uh, uh, primarily a tenor player, um, 
but you know, tenor players tend to play soprano and that sort of thing. Uh, but he, uh, from that, he's done a lot of his own albums, got his own quartet, showed the world playing his music. So he's a, um, uh, 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 very, very proficient player and, um, song, um, composer, like writing tunes. His tunes are really cool. Um, his music pretty much, uh, is like a contemporary jazz. Um, he's done like a standards album. I think he did some straight ahead stuff, but mostly contemporary, but his approach, he's, uh, definitely, you know, studied the greats and, and done his, his, his homework on, on jazz. So he's, he's a legit player. Um, and he's more recently, he's been recording and touring when his schedule lines with uh, snarky puppy, which everybody knows. Um, so, He's augmented. They have a saxophone player, a full-time sax player um, that that plays with them, but he'll go on there with them as well. Um, and uh, he's played with them on a, on a number of dates and and on a, on a few of their records uh, over the last few years. I mean, he played on that uh, "We Like It Here" album. Um, so uh, yeah. he played a few solos. He played a few solos on that. So you probably heard him before. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely worth checking out. Um, his his tunes are nice. Playing is nice. Um, he gets nice cats to, to play with his stuff. So everything, I enjoy everything that he's put out. Um, and over the years, as he's been able to progress in his career and have a, it seemed like he had a little bit more budget, the production and stuff has gotten cleaner. So it's like really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, Bob Reynolds. Check okay. him out. Uh, Micah? Uh, person I've been listening to actually today is uh, Brittany Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, formerly of the Alabama Shakes, but I won't reference that too much because I honestly feel like um, she deserves her own space. And um, she put out, in 2019, she put out, I believe it was her first solo album, uh, please pardon me if I'm wrong, but her first solo album um, called Jamie. Um, it's really, it actually sounds nothing like the Alabama Shakes music at all. It's much more of a sort of, nod to kind of like 60s and 70s soul but but sort of lighter um and then kind of with her signature style as a as a vocalist um yeah it's just it's pretty special i first uh got into it uh because my homie brad alan williams shout out to brad guitar player um he plays with her and he posted uh, an appearance that they did recently on uh james corden's show and um it wasn't was nate smith playing drums on that he was. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So, and Nate Smith plays with her permanently as well. Yeah. Um, Nate's so crazy, man. He yeah. is. He sounded, he sounded great on that, on that hit, the James Corden joint. So they, they all sounded so good that I actually just went and started listening to the record. I didn't finish it yet, but so far I'm really pleased and honestly inspired. So yeah, Brittany Howard. Yo, Brittany's very popular right now, man. She's ever since she left Alabama shake, she's been, She's she's crazy. collabs with everybody. The, the comments on her tiny desk, the first five comments yes. are people saying that they're upset about her no longer being with Alabama Shakes. Yeah. And I was like, y'all, that's completely unfair. This music is still good. Shut up. So yeah, people <laughs> know what they, they like what they like and they, 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 they're subject to like what they're yeah, exposed man. to. So that, that's the main reason I wanted to mention her. I genuinely was listening to her separate from this segment. Like I, I just happened to come across her, but um, but yeah, man, I I, I want to shout her out because I, I appreciate 
the fact that that she she comes from something that was more noteworthy than her and she is now making an effort to strike out on her own and i think that's pretty special so Brittany howard nice. uh i'm gonna go before you john because mine's is gonna be quicker i'm just gonna say my artist of the week is alex isley she has a couple singles come out this year one uh, came out in july called good and plenty I think Alex is a very, she's a phenomenal talent. She's a really good singer. She's a, she's dope. She's, she's a, the niece of Ron Isley, you know, just to give you guys some, some, uh, who her, her legacy is kind of, her musical legacy kind of runs through, but she's talented. She's dope. I think I, I like her songwriting. Um, I think when she teams up with the production that she teams up with, it's always, it always compliments her voice. So my artist of the week is Alex Isley and John, you go. So I'm going to take it back. Uh, you guys went all modern. Uh, I'm going to go back to 1978. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going with the Jan Hammer group. Um, Jan Hammer was a keyboard player, or he still is a keyboard player. Uh, but back in the day, he used to play with Miles Davis um, in the early 80s. And then he went solo and created his own group called the Jan Hammer group. And they have an album out called Melodies, which is very, very hard to find. Uh, however, I do believe it's on Spotify. So if you type in J-A-N and then Hammer, which is spelled like hammer, and then the word group, you'll find this particular album, which has been sampled by Jay Dilla and De La Soul and John Lane, amongst other producers. Um, but more popularly, Jan Hammer is the guy who wrote the theme song to Miami Vice. So he was, uh, he made a lot of money in the eighties uh, after, uh, you know, that show started picking up more seasons and then went into syndication. So uh, the Jan Hammer group is my artist of the week. Nice. nice. All right. Well, there you have it folks. This is our show for this week. This is sports and things. Uh, once again, myself, uh, Dennis Turner, Trey Ely, John Lane, Michael Robinson, and Jay Hill, who hasn't, who wasn't with us today, but he's with us in spirit. Um, you can check us out. Um, subscribe to us on everything. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere you can check out um, podcasts. Um, our Twitter is at IZ Sports, and our Instagram is at um, Sports and Things with... Oh, it's, a, it's a, at sports with a Z underscore and underscore uh, things with a Z. You can check us out. So until next week, man, we're signing off. Peace. Go football team. Boo Cowboys. Wow. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball to vets who about to get more rings, plus more things. Like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming. John like pumping. Over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest and Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports.
sports and things. <laughs> Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.